Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. I'm hoping you can explain the hit on metals of mining. Quick question on ticker symbol AG, first majestic. My wife has a rollover 401k from a previous employer. I was curious if this is eligible to be used to do a backdoor Roth. And provides unbiased answers. Well, that's pretty easy. Open up a Roth account, start moving the assets over there. Just know that every asset that you move over to the Roth is added to your income. Invest Talk across America and around the world. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. I'm Steve Peasley. Of course, I look forward to doing this podcast, talking to you, answering your questions, anything financial, those kinds of questions. I'm for it. And I'll give you the straight answers. I won't be unbiased. I won't, I'm not, I don't have to sell a particular point of view. I just give you information. I want to educate people on how this, how to manage your money. That's my, my goal. To educate you on how to manage your money, how to protect it, how to grow it, what's the best way to do it. That's what this show is about. Answering your questions is the easiest way I can think of to know what you want. But I also have an agenda of my own, and that is to educate you. So, it should be obvious by now that at some point in your life, you're going to have to be responsible for your money. So, are you considering your retirement? I don't care what age you are. Are you thinking about it? You don't have to think about it constantly, but you got to work at it kind of constantly. Keep putting money aside. Keep investing. You know, uh, it's the only way to do it. I mean, you can just put it in a bank, but it won't grow. I mean, we all know that. Not yet. Maybe when the Fed gets, Fed gets done uh, raising its rates this cycle, maybe you'll, we'll make some money on the CDs. But that, we're so far away from that at this point. And then when that happens, have you been keeping an eye on the on the uh, yield spread, the yield curve between the 10-year and the 2-year? I mean, I think it was 19 basis points apart, the yield on a 2-year versus the yield on a 10-year treasury. You know what happens when it inverts? I talked about it. What happens? You got to be careful. Be aware of it at the very least. Not, it's not going to happen anytime immediately. The inversion could happen any day, but the 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 resulting effects will take time. I think the Russia-Ukraine war is continuing, and of course that's driving a lot of things. And on some level, it's still affecting the market. It will affect the market. It will continue to affect the market until it gets resolved one way or another. However, it's going to be resolved. But even then, I think sanctions on Russia are going to stay in place for some time. So that will affect different commodities. And that will affect the stock market overall, long term. you got to just be aware of what those effects might be. But that said, Justin Klein, I have always told you the market can be volatile. And that Ukraine war is just, Russia-Ukraine war is just one of the volatile issues we have to deal with. 
think about the Fed, and they're, you know they're they're imposing volatility as well. So it's going to continue to be so. But volatility is not always bad. It also prevents opportunities. But that you got to be on the lookout for those. So of course you want accurate information. That's what we're here for. We'll give you strategies. We'll give you suggestions. And I'm going to help you any way that I can. But, of course, it is you. You have to call. This is your show. You drive it any direction you want it to go. So give me a call. The number is always the same, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Be assured I will give you accurate information about the market, stocks you call about, anything educational. I'll give. It's all going to be as accurate as I can give. So give me a call. We're live right now. We're live Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time. Or you can leave a question if you can't call right now. You can always leave a question. Okay? And the number is 888-99-CHART. So let's get right to our first list. Oh, let's go right to our first live caller. Let's go to Alan in Arkansas. Alan. Hi, Steve. Uh, we appreciate you. I- I've Thank got you. a question about MOS. Uh-huh. Um, it's, going, it's going straight up. I'm sure you've seen this before. Yes. I'm afraid it's going to crater, and I'm just wondering what you would do in this sort of a situation. I mean, do, do you do you put a stop in there somewhere? And 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 if so, I mean, I will have held it for only about a month, and and it's going to create a tax situation. Yeah, it's tough when they go straight up in a short period of time because they tend to give some of that back. And you're right. Um, so that is a is a nerve wracking kind of thing. I would put a tight stop on it. I draw a trend line uh, from the low of what I think is forty two thirty five was a low, and then around fifty fifty five and draw that straight line up. And if it breaks below that trend line, that trend line will bring it up to about sixty two or so. It looks like to me. I'm just guessing because I'm not drawing the trend line. And that would be my stop. 62. So if it, and the trend line keeps going up, so the stock keeps going up, you know, that's great, you know. Um, But uh, I probably do that. Even though I like the stock, this is Mosaic, everybody, M O S, manufactures phosphate fertilizers, feed phosphate, and potash fertilizers sold worldwide. They're out of uh, Tampa. So this their their sales growth is you know fifty six percent growth in the most recent quarter forty four before that thirty seven twenty eight and eighteen going back five quarters, so they're growing very fast and you know and now Alan if you listen to the show you know we've been pushing commodities for a long time now and you know we're seeing that we're seeing that move you don't want to you don't want to take it too soon because you you, know, you you might run for a while it's not that expensive. I mean, they're going to make $10.33 this year, and it's a $65 stock. So it's not like overpriced. It really isn't. Thanks for the call, Alan. I appreciate it. My focus point today is based on a story, investing during a bear and bull market. Kind of a simplistic look, but I think we need to have some simplicity in our life. You know, use the KISS principle, so we'll take a look at that. Also, um... Farmers, now you know what's happened to wheat prices, right? They've gone up like 30, 40%. I think I talked about it last Friday. And uh, so the farmers, you would think they would benefit from that. But why can't they? Why aren't they? Our farmers, U.S. farmers. And fertilizer prices, just as we talked about just now, hit a record high, 40% higher than a month ago. 
Well, why? Why has that gone so high? Why? And who will be the first trillionaire? Do you know who they think might be? This is an article I read trying to project earnings and growth and wealth by people. And uh, who's going to be the first trillionaire? The market was up today. The Dow's up 254 points. The Nasdaq up 270, which is almost 2% for Nasdaq. And the S&P up 50. And you know, on my show on last Friday, we I thank people for very much for those who sent me uh, answers. Remember, we were talking about, well, can you find on the web, you know, uh, future PEs, uh, earnings ratios, and past earnings ratios, the next five years PE, the last five years, you know, that kind of thing. And so, and uh, several people, number of people responded. Microtrends.com was the most often quoted website that does that. Microtrends.com. And then another one, AlphaVantage.com. AlphaVantage.com. So there's your answers for those people who want to look for those five-year average PE ratios. I haven't looked at these things, but they said that's where they can find them. Okay. Justin and I are grateful for our podcast support and our free downloads will continue, of course. I want to make sure you're aware of two other ways to find our material and buy its guidance. InvestTalk has a YouTube channel now and an Instagram following. So we're trying to build out more and more and more content on both platforms. So we'll keep doing that. So go to YouTube or Instagram and search InvestTalk. Remember, use two T's. And we would appreciate you tell your friends. Invest Talk phone lines are open. Call now. 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk is here to help. And when you download the free Invest Talk podcasts, don't forget to rate and review. The phone lines are open. 888-99-CHART. Hey, I was calling about ticker symbol GSK. There's a market edge report that came out on uh, February the 28th that was saying to avoid the stock. And I was curious to know your opinion. Love the show. Once again, the ticker symbol GSK. This is James from Georgia. Well, okay. GSK is Glasgow Smith Klein, a UK-based developer of pharmaceuticals for respiratory and cardiovascular diseases and viruses and, and also vaccines. Um, there was some article about maybe uh, the FDA not approving of something of theirs. I, I vaguely sounds familiar to me. That might be reason why. Uh, but they're a very good, solid company. It's big. It's $108 billion. They're going to make $3.40 next year. It's a $43 stock. So you're looking at, what, a 12, 13 PE. They're in five-year range is 9 to 16. So it's, you know in the middle, and they don't have any great growth prospects. The only reason you buy this stock is for the dividend, and it's about 5%. The dividend is pretty uh, pretty reliable, pretty safe. So, um, you know, return equity is very good. It's a good, solid company. It has a little bit more debt than I'm comfortable with, but, you know, I'd have to look into that to see where that debt came from. But it's a good, solid company. I, I don't necessarily think I'd avoid it. But I wanted, I would, you know, when you look at drug companies, you really want to know what their drugs in the pipeline are. 
Okay. What's the pipeline look like? You know, the phase one, phase two, phase three drugs, you know, are, 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 and patents running out on the existing drugs they have. Those are the two things you want to watch. By the way, the previous caller called about Mosaic, symbol MOS, and I failed to mention that we own that in one or more of our managed accounts. So just wanted to make sure I said that. My focus point today is based on a story, investing during a bear and bull market. How do you do it? You know, I'm, you know I'm very much opposed to timing the market. I don't think anybody is any good at timing in and out, in and out. But they're a little bit different, though, investing in a bull market and investing in a bear market. In a bull market, everything's run up, right? Everything's run up. So how do I invest? Everything's so high. And you know, if you've listened to this show over like any recent years, you know there are times when we used to say, this is too expensive, too expensive, too expensive, too expensive, on and on and on. And then there's a time to say, hey, that's a pretty good price. That's a pretty good price. That's Because, you know, Things get in a bull market, things get overpriced. In a bear market, opportunities come. And you'll, you'll, we'll do what we'll do is be, we'll tell you to be more careful investing in the bull market and be more aggressive investing, investing in the bear market because opportunities with prices coming down are usually there, are always there in a bear market. And opportunities start to disappear when prices go up in a bull market. So it's almost you have to have a, a mental attitude of well when can the when will this ever go on sale if if it ever will the stock kind of stocks I'm looking at how to invest in both bear and bull markets you can do it but you always have to look forward okay look forward and try to get things that are you know are a good decent price you know it's it's hard sometimes. To, to be patient and say, okay, I'm going to wait till I get a better price on this before I invest. Okay? So that's a bull and bear market. 888.99 chart. I just lost one of my screens. Oh, it's just great. <laughs> you know, having tech, you know, I never have technical difficulties uh, before the show, but I always have technical difficulties during the show. Okay, well, I got one minute left. 888-99 Charter is our number, everybody. 888-992-4278. Give us a call. Love to talk to you. This is Steve Peasley. You're listening to Invest Talk. You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888 99Chart. 888 We're going to talk to John in Pennsylvania. John. Hi, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Yeah, I'm calling about the Honest Company, uh, ticker symbol H. N-S-T. Uh-huh. What brought your attention um, to this? Um, it's a recent IPO, um, uh-huh. but it's been knocked down, and I think it's, it's been falling a lot of the, the market. Um, it's been knocked down like 60% mm-hmm. since it uh, IPO'd, and I think it's at a low price here. And uh-huh. they have earnings in two days, and I think it could uh going up. 
Okay. Uh, the Honest Company, HNST, manufactures daily use personal care products for all audiences. It's a $558 million company, so it's pretty small. Uh, they don't make money, has never made money. They're going to lose money from 14 cents a share this year. Uh, cash flow is negative 11 cents a share. Management owns 11% of the company, and the funds own 64% of the company. So they own quite a bit. Uh, sales are not growing very fast. Uh, the most recent quarter it grew 6%. The quarter before that, 3%. The quarter before that, 12 and it, uh, This is the problem, I think. It's a really small company, and it's not growing fast enough. So it's not, you can't say it's a growth company because it's growing in the single digits. So I'm, and the stock price is falling because it's going to lose money. And it's very common, very common, just so you know, John, that when an IPO comes out, six months later, most IPOs sell way below the IPO price. That's normal. Normal. Abnormal is being higher than the IPO price. One of the reasons is insiders can start selling the stock to realize their the IPO, realize their profits. And so the owners can sell some of their stock after about six months. This one came out in June, and, you know, it's mo- way more than six months. So I, I don't I don't think there is any reason to own this company. They don't make any money. Don't look like they're going to make any money for a while. Thanks, John. Appreciate the call. Art, Menlo Park. How you doing, Art? Good, Steve. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I just had a uh, question on the um, delisted stock. It happens to be uh, China Mobile. Yes. And uh, my problem is that um, I had it in my, um, uh, my IRA, and, in, and it was with uh, TD Ameritrade. Yes. And it seems like they sold it without my permission. Is that... Uh, Possible no. when a stock is listed because no. um, I was about ready to open up an international account to try to sell it, but no, they can't. I never got to that. Yeah, they can't. No, they're not supposed to sell it without your permission, even if it gets delisted. Uh, delisting only means it gets off of the exchange, the New York and NASDAQ exchange. And that What happens is it goes to the pink sheets, pink sheets, which is, you know, still traded, but no longer is visible. you got to call up and get a quote as to how much it's worth. Um, so I, I don't think they can sell it. I mean, they were dealers. Yeah, Go ahead. When I called in, they said that they uh, sold it for uh, proceeds, but there was no proceeds because they had it listed at zero. Yeah. So I was just uh, wondering if they could do that at all. Yeah, you need to talk to somebody there, somebody higher up, uh, and question why they they sold a stock that you didn't ask them to sell. That should still be in your portfolio. Even if they have a value of zero, the shares are still there, should still be there. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's what they said when I called up about three months ago. They said it was still there, and then they said, oh, do you want us to sell it? And I told them no. Huh. But uh, they sold it anyway, sounds like. Yeah, you need to. Um, anyway. Yeah. That you was need, my question. Yeah, you need to talk to somebody higher up because sometimes somebody screwed up on you out there. That's all there is to it. You okay. have to, yeah, just follow them. Talk to somebody that's in charge of something, not the, the guy who just picks up the phone. I don't think our girl. They, I just don't think they can help you. They, you know, to talk to somebody in charge. Thanks, Charlie. Appreciate the call. Good luck with that. Okay, if um, here an iTunes review question. Okay, Pat N. I'm curious about Lake. 
Resources, LLKKF is the symbol. The stock has shot up 176% in the last six months. It's flush with cash and riding a nasal lithium boom. Should I hold, sell, or add? Not sure. Let's see. F, that F at the end of the symbol, it's LLKKF. I may not have any information on that because that's a foreign stock. Foreign. So I don't have anything on on it. LL, uh, let's see if I can get, let's, what else do they give me? They give me the uh, name. Okay, Lake, I'll try the Lake uh, Resources. I'm sorry, I don't have anything on it. I can't tell you. Okay, if you're a regular listener to InvestTalk, you, you already understand how important it is during retirement years to have financial resources over and above Social Security. So as we go to break, here's the trivia question. To put things in perspective, do you know what the 2022 estimated average monthly Social Security benefits are? How much money do we get, average, from Social Security after the cost of living adjustment? After the break, I'll wrap up this educational question, but for now, my phone lines are open, 888-99-CHARLES. Let's say... You've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, 
AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. Okay, real quick, Lake Resources, it is, it is out of Australia. They'll call her before the break. Uh, Australia over-the-counter stock selling for $1.23. So I don't really have much information other than that. Okay? Now, before the break, I gave you a trivia question. And the trivia question was, basically, well, how much money does Social Security pay people? What are the benefits that, uh, how much do they pay? Okay, so here's the answer. For all uh, group classifications, here's by group, different groups, all retired workers, the, uh, the average is $1,657 per month. A couple, a old couple, older couple, both receiving benefits, $2,753, $2,753. Widowed mother with two children, $3,187. A widow, uh, age widower or widow, $1,553. Disabled workers, uh, spouse, and one or more children, 2,383, and all disabled workers, $1,358. So that's what you're getting. So it's not enough for most people to live. That's why you got to really bear down, save enough money for yourself. So let's keep things moving. Swing back to the InvestTalk Voice Bank, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Stephen, Justin, Jeff from Florida. Calling about a question about SPACs and how they work. The way I understand it, if, if I were to buy a, say, IPOS at a 1% discount to the $10 like threshold and they don't find a target, how does that process work? That's like a 1% return, right? That's like a, I'm getting a 1% interest for a year a year or the time horizon that the SPAC has to find a, a target for their, their to these SPACs. How does that process work? The way I've understood it, it it's very um, seamless, it sounds like. And is there any risk at all to that? That's also been portrayed to me as there's no risk at all. No matter what, I can get $10 per share for the, whatever I buy before they choose a target. If you could just ele- go into that a little bit for me, that would be a big help. Thank you. SPAC is a special, um, a special, um, I forgot what the initials stand for. But there is risk. Don't ever think there is no risk because it's a way for a company to go public. Basically, that's what these are. 
special access corporations or something. So what they are is they're, there you go, special purpose access corporations, uh, acquisition. So what they do, they form these and they have a, they're going to buy a, a something. But these these are publicly traded companies. There's no guarantee of anything. It's like any other IPO, but they are more risky because they don't have a product. They have to go buy what they say they're going to go buy to put into the company. So don't. there's more risk in this than a regular IPO, which is a company that does IPO. This is a special deal where they go public and they tell you we're going to buy these companies with the public finance due when you give them money uh, for the for the company. I, I I'm, I'm I don't know a lot about them. I don't. I'm not going to pretend I do because I don't want to get involved with them. Uh, I'd rather go with a company that already has a business, not a company that's going to buy a business. You know, and then I do the research on the company. Here, you're taking that a risk that you don't, you know, whatever they're going to do will work out. How do you know? Just don't care for the the process. I just don't. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. Eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. Okay, farmers in the U.S. aren't benefiting from the wheat price spike, and the wheat's is spiked up, right? Huge, huge run up. Why can't they? And remember, farmers, our farmers, you know, the the, the wheat is in, in the ground and growing, right? Uh, probably just being planted now in a lot of places and not quite yet in some of the colder places. But farmers sell that wheat in the futures market, right? So they can take take advantage of the price today because they're going to grow the wheat and sell it now at a discount to today's prices, but the price prices are very high. That discount is there; it's worth it to them. Problem is, is they're not able to sell it. They're not able to take advantage of this. One of the reasons, remember, this is a complex chain in how to sell this wheat. First, you sell it to your co-op, your local co-op, farmers co-op. Okay, the co-op then stores it in grain elevators, and then they sell it to flour mills and then to exporters. If they have to. So everybody in that chain has to make profit or trying to make profits. So anybody in that chain doesn't think they're going to make a profit at this price. They're not going to buy the future, the futures of that, that grain. So the farmers aren't able to sell the futures market for a lot of the, and take advantage of the high price right now. Because maybe six months from now, in August, when they're harvesting, Maybe the price would be much lower. And that's why the, the middlemen in between say, no, we're not going to pay in today's profit. No, not going to do it. Not going to do it. That's why. Okay, and, and uh, let's see. This is another iTunes question. Ricky from Austin, Texas. This is Ricky from Austin, Texas. I am 20 years old and just getting started in the stock market. I have been doing small amounts of research. Research? and stumble upon ETFs and index funds, specifically VTI ETF. Your thoughts on this? ETF, uh, we've talked about it many times, is uh, uh, a good way to get into the market. ETF um, are nothing more than a, a specific fund buying, uh, tracking either an index or a sector or a method 
of buying stocks. And VTI is the Vanguard Total Market Index. So an exchange-traded fund seeking performance corresponding to the U.S. Total Market Index. So it's a, uh, it's a market in- index fund. It's a very good way to start investing. Okay, and Vanguard is a fairly low-priced index. Uh, mutual fund family, so their indexes are pretty low-priced as far as costs. But no, there's nothing wrong with that, and that's a good way to get started. Okay, is using exchange-traded funds, ETFs. So, and there's hundreds and hundreds of them out there, depending on what part of the market you want to invest in. Okay, but it's a good way to get started, and uh, congratulations. Okay, so how we, you know, I always like to take a couple of minutes so I can during the hour to talk about our philosophy at KPP Financial here on Invest Talk. Um, uh, you know, we, we, our philosophy is independent thinking and shared success, and we do that by make sure we provide you, our clients, and our listeners to unbiased guidance. We practice parallel investing, meaning we buy the same things for our clients we do for ourselves in our five programs that we have. Uh, we also will provide a free um, portfolio review and assessment to try to determine if your portfolio is in line with what you should be doing and what the risk you want to take and those kinds of things. Also, it you know helps us if, if you if you uh, want to become a client, we know what kind of assets you have. We're not pretending we're not doing it just to, to try to get you as a client, but we don't try to talk you into it either. We don't. We're, it's not our style. We'll help you if we can. You don't have to become a client. We want to help you. We will help you, but you have to let us help you. And one of the main ways to do that is have us take a look at your portfolio, give us give you give you our thoughts on it. Again, no obligation. So just go to investtalk.com, hit contact us, send us an email, many ways to get a hold of us. This is Invest Talk. Justin Klein, I thank you for downloading our podcast and telling your friends about us. We'll play another caller question in about a minute, so just hang on. Each day, Invest Talk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. And Steve and Justin, thank you for your loyalty. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for Invest Talk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. Your rating is a vote of confidence that leads to higher visibility and causes more people to discover and listen to Invest Talk. So please tell your friends and family members about the free Invest Talk downloads at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and investtalk.com. Remember to include your brief question when you review and rate on iTunes. And of course, your calls are always welcome 24 7. Don't forget to call Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is Taylor from Minnesota. Thanks for taking my call. I've heard you guys talking about the uranium space uh, a couple times lately, and I'm just curious to know your input on uranium miners or those who use uranium for energy. Um, Looking at UEC and just kind of Looking for what you think about that company. Hope to hear from you soon. Thanks. Bye. This is Uranium Energy Corporation, UEC. We do not own this one, but we do have a uranium mining company, but it's not this one. 
Engage in exploration and development of uranium uh, properties in Texas, Wyoming, New Mexico, Arizona, Colorado, and Paraguay, South America. Uh, they're going to make a penny a share next year. Every year so far in their existence, they've lost money every year. Next year would be the first time they're finally going to make money, a penny. It's a $5.07 stock. Uh, so there's not much else you have on this company because they lose their cash flow is negative six cents. Management owns four percent. Mutual funds are buying it, and they're the ones that have driven it up from a dollar to five dollars in the sense last year, March of last year, about a year ago. So um, I, I think the problem is is you missed most of the move already in this, um, and I don't think I'd be chasing it at this point. I, I don't think so. It's got to give you a much better correction. Uh, recently, it got down to two dollars, two fifty, about two fifty or so. That would have been the ideal place to buy. Uh, if it gets down below three dollars, maybe I'd be I'd consider this, but not at five oh seven. That's right at the top, the double topping right now. We'll see if it can break through. Let's go to Andy in Fresno. Hi, Andy. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the call. I do appreciate that. Yeah, I have a question about Xylem, ticker symbol XYL. Okay. And uh, I want to see if uh, the price we have right now is a good price to get in. And uh, uh, what are your uh, earning projections for like next year and, and maybe the year after if you have that? Okay, I do. Okay, so this is uh, Xylem, XYL is the symbol. Um, it is, uh, it's a really pretty good sized company. I mean, $16 billion company out of, uh, Ray Brook, New York makes water equipment and provides, provides services for water and wastewater applications to the water industry. Okay. Stop, stop, stop. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, let me take a look here. Um, and they're going to make $2.61 this year, $3.26 next year. It's an $88.69 stock. Okay. So, uh, what is that? About a 30, uh, a little less than 30 PE, maybe 28, 29. Uh, the five-year range is 20 to 54. Um, it pays a dividend 1.4%. Management owns 1%. Mutual funds own about 51%. Their mutual funds in the last year went from 1689 to 1881. When I say mutual funds, I'm also including, you know, uh, uh, large institutional investors. But most of them are mutual funds, not, you know, hedge funds or, or pension funds. But, you know, and, you know, I just don't want to say all that at the same time. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's a good, solid company. I like where they are. Uh, I would say that it's not inexpensive. It's not. Their growth rate, they shrunk 4% in sales in the most recent quarter, the December quarter. If the quarter before they grow 4%, they grew 4%. So sales are not that, you know, they're not growing fast enough to support a more than market P of around 15 to 17 at the most. And here it is, you know, much higher than that. So I think it's too expensive. That's what I think. I think it's too expensive. 
and uh, it's it, tra- it topped at one hundred forty dollars. So you would think, well, gee, it's gotten cheap. Now eighty eight. It's holding around eighty eight to ninety dollars a share, going sideways. So it might stop here, but it's still too expensive for my taste. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it, Andy. Appreciate it. Um, let's see. Okay. Um, Fertilizer. Did you know that a lot of fertilizer comes from Russia? Now, fertilizer has hit a record high. It's 40% higher than it was just one month ago. So, sanctions on Russia are going to drive it, has driven this price up sky high. So, they are the world's top exporters of urea and potash fertilizer. That's what's driving fertilizer right now. Of course, that all turns into inflation, doesn't it? All plays into the inflation scenario. On the Nest Invest Talk, the story behind the question, should dividend investors be concerned over higher interest rates? That's tomorrow. For now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions live at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where they implement a very practical investing philosophy independent thinking, shared success. This means KPP guidance is not influenced by promotions or sales incentives, and KPP principles practice parallel investing. So their money participates with client investments at equal prices and percentages, thereby producing shared success. Learn more anytime at investtalk.com. And now Steve is here taking your calls, so step up with your questions. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is Joe from Greenville, South Carolina. Just calling about AHT, Ashford Hospitality Trust. Uh, I bought this when it was around $17 a share, and it's just kind of been consistently going down. I was trying to use it as a reopening after the pandemic type of play, but it seems to just keep going down and hover around the seven, eight dollars a share. So any advice you guys have on this one would be greatly appreciated. Thanks. I'll listen for the answer on the podcast. Okay. A H T Ashford Hospitality. It's a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust that invests in hotel properties, mezzanine loans, first trustee lien mortgage financing, and sell leasebacks. Okay, this is all. That's a pretty complex group of things they're doing in the in the property area. Uh, so it's a very difficult. I think it's a very difficult company to analyze. Really, uh, they d- during the worst of the pandemic, they lost two hundred twenty three dollars a share. Then in two thousand twenty one, last year they lost two dollars ninety four cents. This year they're going to make two dollars and ten cents. And next year, $2.97, and it's a $9.09 stock. So what happened is all their sales dried up during the pandemic year, and now it's coming back. So you're thinking as far as, well, it had come back. The sales would come back. The profits would come back. But the stock itself, nope, did not come back. Still going down. Tells me that something's not right here. Uh, I, I, I... it's something that I probably wouldn't want to own 
um, at this point. Remember, it's a REIT. They're supposed to pay 90% of their profits in the form of a dividend out to you. And if they did that uh, and they made $3, that's a huge return for on $9 stock percentage-wise. But if you've written it all the way down, it looks like it's trying to find support around the 7 to $8 area, and it's right now at $9.09. But historically, this stock used to be trading at around $600 a share, going back three or four years ago. So something, I don't, something's wrong with it. I don't like it. I don't like the way it looks as far as what I can see, and I've not even gotten into the company. So I, I just don't think that I would want to mess with it personally. Let's go to Andrew in Atlanta. Hi, Andrew. Hey, Steve. I got a question about a ETF XLF. I just purchased it um, a couple of days ago, and uh, was curious uh, what your thoughts were. That's the ETF for financials, right? Yes, sir. Okay, exchange rate fund. Yeah, seeking performance corresponding to the S and P financial select sectors. So what do we think of financials? I, I I think that they'll do fine. You know, everybody's, you know, concerned that with interest rates rising, this, wouldn't that hurt banks? Not necessarily. If you if it's the uh, spike in interest rates that would hurt them. But they're not gonna be a spike. It's gonna be a slow slog up if the Federal Reserve does what they say they're gonna do, and I believe they will. Um the only worry we have is this interest rate rise, is it going to drive us eventually into recession? Then this won't work. Finances won't work. But I think we're pretty far away from that. I think we're a year away from that kind of danger. So um, I kind of think the financials should be okay. Even though this the, the, this uh, ETF looks like it topped at 41 and here is that 30, got down to 35, now it's coming back. So you might have a trouble... It, might be topping at 41, and now you're in a range between 35 and 41. That's possible. It needs to break above 41 to really go anywhere, and hopefully that'll work. Thanks for the call. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestOp program. Justin Klein, I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads. Get yours anytime at iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And we would appreciate it if you would view and rate us if you listen to us on iTunes. We do appreciate that rating. Even though it's bad, we still like you to do it. We want good ratings, but please do. Um, independent thing, share your success, everybody. This is Best Talk. Have a great night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, It's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein, chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. 
And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART. 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 